0: Let, let's talk about some of these other stories, specifically Derek Carr and Rodgers. Let's talk about Carr first. So, Derek Carr's brother David um, <laughs> came out and said that it's going to be a while before Derek chooses his team because it he be. wants to go. He wants to go through the full process and he wants to make yeah. sure that you know the fit is right. So he visited the Saints. Nothing happened. He visited the Jets. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's great. He was great. Blah blah blah." Nothing happened. All right. So, Carr was released and he can now sign with anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. What's he doing
1: here? I mean, is he going to visit well, every look, damn every damn opening? No, I mean, look, this should be if if there were teams that were around his price point, This would be done i mean it's again it's this is about money this is about contracts this is about the art of the deal negotiating um his agent has known from the time he got benched for jared stidham that his future was not in las vegas and he knew how the contract was structured and he knew that the the power they had with the no trade and so from that moment on you are behind the scenes figuring out what other people think their car is worth what would he be worth if he doesn't just sign with the saints, because remember that visit was a while back, right? You've got to know the market. So, you know, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm I'm a little, I'm probably a little sort of disenfranchised right now. I'm I'm a little um, sort of confused and perplexed because like you're the only, (laughs) the only guy that can sign. It's a market of one and we know who needs quarterbacks. And we know who wants to even wine and dine you and who doesn't. And then the teams that want to wine and dine you, we know by now what they think you're worth. Yep. Clearly it's nowhere close to what he thinks he's worth. But I don't see how waiting, like nobody's getting hurt in an OTA tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it, it's February. Like if you're waiting to, for, for further demand, I got news for you, bro. It's a game of musical chairs. And right now – there's probably 12 chairs that need quarterbacks, maybe 15, and probably only four who really want you, maybe five, and no one who wants you at your price. And you're the only dude circling that table with the 12 chairs or the six. It's about to be flooded. Yep. So I, 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 this is this is not an opportunity, you know, where time is on your side or patience is a virtue. Because the only thing that's going to add more chairs to that table is somebody losing a quarterback? Is, it, is somebody slipping and tearing their ACL on the first day of OTAs or at a mini camp? Well, you're going to have a real long wait then because we're months away from that stuff happening. Yeah. And I think, too, Jason, when we're talking about
0: Derek Carr, guys, this musical chairs thing that Jason's talking about, you need to pick the best roster you think that you have a chance to win at, go in and start the negotiations. Get the price to your point. It's not going to be 40 million. Okay. I know, I get it. But get the price. It should be between 25 and 30, right? 25, 32, somewhere in there. It should be. But yeah. And then and then sign because you're right. As this thing starts to play out, and I said this when we started the conversation, if Lamar's traded, I'm sorry. The teams that may be interested in Derek Carr are th- thinking about Lamar now. Okay. He's younger. He's he's he just does more. He's um, better. I, he's been I, in he's, the playoffs. He's won a playoff game. He's won so, an MVP. So all he's of those league league records. Now you start saying, "Wait a minute! I thought you guys were interested." Well, Lamar's being traded. I mean, you, Derek, better get on this. And and the idea was, I'm going to get released so I can be the first to to make yeah. this decision. And he's clowning around, and then his brother comes out and is like, "Yeah, uh, it's
1: going to be a while." Okay, keep playing. Now, it look. Take a one-year deal if you think the Jets you like their offensive pieces, you know what I mean, and and then do it. it, it, it you're not going to get a, a a three-year kind of bridge contract at your at your at your asking price. So get the best one-year deal you can get and bet on yourself, right? And and look and think maybe next year the market won't be as crowded, won't be as convoluted. Um, or maybe somebody's looking to throw a franchise tag on me at this time next year because I did what Geno Smith did last year. Exactly right. It's in the huddle, guys. Jason lock on for Carl
0: Dukes. Put him up. Brian Baldinger, part of this podcast as well. We put out new ones every Tuesday and Thursday, as we said, to start this off-season podcast. Uh, some of the dates will be adjusted. Uh, we'll get ready for the draft and all the things that are going to be happening. But Um, We'll be giving you updates on on when these episodes will come out. But traditionally, they come out Tuesday and Thursday. All right, let's move on to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he's come out of the
1: closet yet. Um, I I don't know Or the coffin or (laughs) whatever. I'm picturing him in a dark room, pitch black, dark, like hanging from the ceiling like a bat, sleeping (laughs) (laughs)
0: What is would like that.
1: Total peace and tranquility. What do you think? Oh, man. I, it's hard for me to even imagine.
0: The, the thing that made me laugh is, you know, how they were going to put food and drink through like a little slot. Like he yeah. was in solitary confinement in jail, which he's far from, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's talk about this. Uh, isn't he the reason why
1: the Packers roster is where it's at? Sure. He's the reason Devontae Adams is in Vegas. Well, him and them, him and them, because there's a deal to be done a couple of years ago. And Devontae's like, what are you going to put on the table? Like, what are we doing? And they kept Heisman and him saying, we'll get to you, but we got to figure out this lunatic first. Well, he didn't, after a while, he's like, nah, I've proven what I can do. You can, you can go knock on the top of his coffin at any point and see if, you know, Cal Chocula will come out and negotiate with you or if he's going to retire or whatever. But like, I'm, I'm ready to be paid. It's time to pay me. And and they should have just done that because ultimately they came back to Devontae Adams on the other side of the second offseason with, with Rodgers and all the drama. And we're willing to pay him more than anybody else. But at that point, he's like, I don't want to make my money here anymore because you put my friend in front of me. So, yeah, there, there's – yes, he wanted maximum money. He wants maximum money in each year of the deal. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't allow for team friendly payroll flexibility. He's not into deferred years. He's not into voidable years. He's into having all the money and all the power and, and controlling the fate of the Green Bay Packers now for the third straight off season. Yeah. So is there is there an opportunity cost to that in terms of roster development? It is, but I'm not absolving the cheeseheads from it because they they let they let this guy take them to the to the cleaners year after year after year. They didn't have conviction in their pick of Jordan Love. Um, and they got caught up in, you know, Aaron Rodgers' drama, the, the whole WWF of it all. So it takes two to tango. It's on all of them. But, yeah, it's coming a cost, and now they're done with him. I'm just telling you. And I've written about this in the watching Post. You can go back weeks ago. Like, man, let me just let this go. It's Don't, all right. Just,
0: it's Aaron calling you from the dark closet. He's in. he's calling me. Yeah, he's calling me from the other side. <laughs> He's made his decision. Okay. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Here's the deal, though, Jason. As, as Aaron Rodgers is calling uh, on the podcast here, I. All right, this is where I think they made the mistake. Right, and, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But when you remember when Brian Gutekunst, the, the general manager there, he's like, "Oh, we get along and all of that," oh, and, sure. you know, and they had all those discussions. Trade a guy at his highest, when Aaron won the MVP a couple years ago, right, that's when they should have – look, we got the MVP. Teams would have been clamoring for his services. You could have robbed somebody with a plethora of picks. But they stayed the course, paid him more. He comes back wins another one. And you still
1: didn't trade him when you should have said, he's won two in a
0: row. Look at this guy playing at a high level. We're going to
1: tag and trade him. Come on down. Whatever we got to do
0: and so now we're expecting this dude to come out of a club again come out of wherever the hell he is and have this epiphany that i want to stay or i want to be traded i don't buy it Uh, aaron's not speaking on this he's gonna let the team look like the bad guy even if he wants to be traded and i agree with you i think they should be done Here's the thing, Jason, how do they pay him all this money and then pay Jordan Love his fifth-year option, which is like $24 million? It's,
1: it's This is this has been over for a while, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll split, and they're not going to get to your point. They're not going to get a whole lot for him because it's a salary dump now. I and mean, this guy going to make every penny of the 59.55 he's got coming to him. He ain't <laughs> giving a penny back. So he's a $60 million quarterback, except he really played like a $25 million quarterback last year. So – and well, he's not. Well, wait a minute. Carried. Wait a minute. Now you say that, and people go, "How do you say that?" They almost made the playoffs, or, or whatever. Run game and defense. It was not and special Aaron's, teams. It was not Aaron. They got more yeah. big plays out of the return game than they got out of the passing game, and that's when they were winning down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, he's you know he's content to throw twenty passes, complete thir- thirteen to fifteen of them, one hundred eighty yards. I don't want to push it downfield and throw a pick that looks bad on the back of my football card, but. I like having a high. I like having. I like complete seventy five percent of my my passes. You know, like I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, he'll 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 be gone. They have to play Jordan Love at this point in time. Like they they have to. They're they're you know, they're done with each other. But he'll keep dragging them on the way out, and he'll keep making them sweat, and he'll keep playing the games he's playing right now, which is yeah, I, I got to go, you know, deprive myself of all my sensory uh, options and. And I'll get back to you, uh, you know, in five or six days. Like, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it is,
0: it's crazy. All right, before we get out of here, I spent a lot of time on my weekend national show talking about Eric B and me. And I'll ask you the question that I asked the audience around the country this weekend. How would you feel? You interview for half the jobs in the NFL. Now, we've had our fair share of job interviews, Jason. I know I've screwed up a couple, said sure. some things, but I've adjusted, yep. you know, and then you go, yep. well, I'm not going to say that again or I won't do that again. Yep. And my point is Eric Bieniemy takes a job with the commanders. Ron Rivera hires him as the assistant head coach slash OC. And I say, how would you feel knowing that others have come from the Andy Reid coaching tree who didn't call plays, who got head coaching jobs, but yet this guy has yeah. to go do it somewhere else, and somehow go, uh, you know, be relieved of the shadow of Andy Reid, yeah. and, and and go go call plays and be an assistant head coach, just from a title standpoint, for money purposes, we know the deal there. But how would you feel? And the reason why I ask that, Jason, is because
1: sometimes it's gray. Sometimes it's just black and white. Oh yeah. No, it's really sad and unfortunate that it's it's come to this. Um, that sort of one person, right, Eric Bieniemy, ab- above all these other um, coaches of color who have also distinguished themselves to the degree to which they um, should be running an NFL team. Like, and and the scourge that is the NFL's hiring practices. Like he, he's sort of become the the face of it, like the human embodiment of it, because of the volume now attached to it. How many off seasons he got, multiple interviews, and in many cases, seemingly wasn't even ever considered a true finalist for the job. Um, that, I exactly. I I mean, yeah, you're kind. Of, I'm not often speechless, but I I, I think this like if you've right. watched this play out, um. And now you've seen the end game, which is him making basically a lateral move only to a far lesser franchise. You know, one that's about to be sold, and where Ron Rivera's future is very murky, let alone anybody on that staff. Yeah. Like it's I'm not gonna like it's not optimal, it's not great. Do I think he can use it to his advantage? Yeah, but like, do I think Eric Biennium is ever gonna coach an NFL team? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what – like, he'd have to really – like, I don't know. Like, I almost feel like he'd have to be an interim head coach in Washington and, like, do a great job then. But then there's also a part of me saying, duh, stupid. Look at what Steve Wilkes just did. (laughs) And he didn't get the job. He wasn't even a finalist anywhere except for maybe Carolina, where clearly he wasn't because they went outside the organization. So they were going to get an offensive guy, no matter what, from outside the organization. So I, I don't know, man. Um yeah. I hope he kicks ass in DC. Uh, I think they have some interesting pieces there. And I do think Ron Rivera, because of how much power he has in that organization, he's not he's like Bill Belichick. Like he has that kind of power. <clears throat> like it's not just coach the football team on Sundays and tell us what you think in personnel meetings. It's like all football, all roads and football operations lead to Ron Rivera. So if I'm gonna spend six point five billion or seven billion or whatever. To take this team over and let's say I take them over in in I don't think it's happening at the league meeting in March but maybe it may and I don't I don't play a game until September. And I've got a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who a lot of people think should be a head coach by now like do I want to still have Ron Rivera as the like complete and utter final sayer of everything. Or do I say I don't like that model from the giddy up you know Ron, I wish you well. You know, we're going to pay you a lot of money to go away. But, like, I got to start putting my own structure in place. And maybe that starts with Eric Biennemi as my first head coach. You know what I mean? Who's coming in on the ground floor, who's never done it before. You know what I mean? Versus this guy who was promised all this stuff by this feckless, pathetic, (laughs) maybe criminal, maybe not a criminal. Like, I don't want to – you know what I mean? I don't – I'm not – Whatever that business arrangement was, and it's no no slight on Ron Rivera, I'm not coming in with that freaks handpicked guy, you know, as the number one person who all roads to personnel, you know, everything from the waiver claim to what we serve in the cafeteria for lunch on a Wednesday. I'm not I'm not down with that. You know what I mean? And Ron, this is not about you, but it's about your relationship with that guy. Who I'm t- I got I got to cut that cord right now, brother. I, I can't. I'm not down with that. Like, no. Nah, we're starting – it's a reboot, and it's going to be fresh. And it can't – I'm not spending all that money, you know what I mean, to enter into an arrangement that that creep set up. <laughs> no
0: names need to be mentioned, by the way. All right. Great stuff, man, as always. It's going to be an interesting offseason, guys. Just a few things going on. Franchise tag, as we said, starts today. Guys, don't expect anything. Teams are not going to do this just to – to do it. Jason said it. There's a deadline. People work to deadlines, right? And they're going to work all the way up. And then it'll be like, oh, we need to do it. And then we'll start to see some of this stuff happen. But it doesn't mean the deals get done. It just allows them to to add some more time, right? So we'll see. We'll be back uh, next week. Baldy is out. So we're going to come back next week, talk about a few things that have happened. I'm sure by then we may or may not know with Aaron Rodgers where he's at, but who knows? Hopefully he uh, didn't starve in the closet or wherever the hell he is. Hey, man, great stuff. We appreciate you guys checking us out. Tell your friends, again, in the huddle, we're going to be talking all things NFL offseason as we get moving, leading up to the combine, the draft, all the free agent moves, etc. Jason, man, have a great day. You too, brother. Have a good one. All right, everybody, thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?